0: For the last couple of weeks, uh, or few weeks, during this coronavirus pandemic, many people have really been feeling the financial crunch. Many have been laid off or unable to work. A lot of small businesses have been hurt because they've been shut down, and their owners are concerned about not being able to pay their employees because the business can't open, or what they're allowed to do has been severely limited. A lot of people are waiting with bated breath for their stimulus checks and unemployment checks from the government. And the checks started arriving. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm thankful for the, any help that comes from the government. But the government can only do so much. They are not our provider. At times like these, we need to remind ourselves that God can and always does take care of his people. There's never been a crisis that's greater than God's ability to care for those who love him. I started thinking about when people in the Bible went through times of crisis and some rather interesting ways that they got through it. In particular, I started thinking about a couple of stories um, involving the prophet Elijah. Uh, and uh, Both of these stories, as a matter of fact, are found in 1 Kings chapter 17. And I think they're very relevant to us today with the current COVID-19 pandemic when a lot of people are worried about how they're going to make it through financially and how they're going to survive. So I want us to think back, um, take ourselves back to the time of First Kings. Um, at this time, there was a severe drought in the land. And there were a few years where there was actually no rain at all that fell in the land. In fact, there wasn't even any dew on the ground. Uh, it was totally dry. The Lord sent Elijah to a place where there was a brook so he would have water to drink. And then the Lord supplied him with food by commanding ravens to bring him food. I mean, think about that. Ravens supplying him with food. Birds, really? Birds bringing him food every morning and every evening. The Bible says that went on for a while. Now, you've got to admit, that's a bit strange. But that's not really the story that I want to focus on this morning. I just wanted you to see that God's not limited in the ways that He can provide for His children. And sometimes He goes outside of the box to in find ways to provide for us. Um and you know, if God goes outside the box, and maybe we should too sometimes. But anyway, if it comes down to a raven flying up to you and dropping a cheeseburger in your lap. I mean, he can make that happen. You know, he's not limited in any way. So we need not worry about God's ability to care for us. But it's what happens next that I really want us to talk about today. It's the second story in 1 Kings 17. See, eventually, with there still being no rain... The brook that God sent Elijah to, the water dried up, but God really wasn't worried about that. I mean, he didn't panic and say, oh, no, I better come up with another plan. No, God already had a plan. We need to remember that nothing ever catches God by surprise. So let's read what happened next after the brook dries up and God tells Elijah gives him his instructions to move along. It's in First Kings chapter 17. I want to start reading in verse 8. Then the, then the Lord said to Elijah, Go and live in the land of Zarephath near the city of Sidon. I've instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went to Zarephath, and as he arrived at the gates of the village, he saw a widow gathering sticks, and he asked her, Would you please bring me a little water in a cup? As she was going to get it, he called to her, Bring me a bite of bread, too. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house. and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few few sticks to cook this last meal, and then my son and I will die. But Elijah said to her, Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord God of Israel says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops begin to grow again. So she did as Elijah said, and she and Elijah and her family continued to eat for many days. There was always enough flour and oil left in the containers Just as the Lord had promised through Elijah This is interesting Let me think about it God's plan to provide for Elijah Wasn't to send Elijah to some secret stockpile of food Hidden in the desert somewhere Neither was it to send him to some wealthy person Who had stores of food piled up No God's plan was a plan that didn't make any sense at all. He sent Elijah to a woman who was just as bad off, if not worse off, than he was. And what's more, she wasn't even from Israel. I mean, Jesus even makes mention of that fact. And and he mentions a story in Luke's gospel in chapter 4, verse 26, that that when he mentions the story, he says, you know, she wasn't even from Israel. I mean, you would think that God would have at least sent Elijah to someone in Israel, but he didn't, and it didn't make sense. But you know something? God's plans often don't make sense to us because he sees things that we can't see, and what he's doing is usually much higher than what we know. By sending Elijah to a foreign woman... God was making a statement. He was making a statement that she mattered to him. You see, the miracle of God's supernatural provision wasn't just about God's provision for Elijah. It's also a story of God's care and provision for a foreign woman and her child. So as we look at this story, I want us to see what happens to these three, Elijah, the woman, and her son, And what had to happen for them to receive the provision that God had available for them. There's three things that had to happen. Three elements that had to be there. And those three things are trust, faith, and obedience. All three of those were required from the both of them. So let's take a look at it. First, let's briefly consider Elijah. Trust. For Elijah to do what God was asking, he had to have a high level of trust in the Lord as God. Trust is defined as firm belief in the reliability, truth, ability, or strength of someone or something. Elijah had to believe that if he did what he was being asked, that God would indeed provide for him. God was asking him to go to a widow who didn't even have enough food for herself and her son and expect her to be able to feed him. And not just one meal, but to be his meal ticket, to feed him throughout the duration. Elijah had to trust that God's leading was true. He had to have a firm belief in the reliability of God that, and that he could take him at his word second thing was faith. He had to have faith. By that I mean confidence that not only God could follow through with his plan, not only that God could do what he said, but also faith that he would. Sometimes we struggle with that. We think, yes, God can do this and God can do that. But sometimes we struggle with, if we'll be honest, we struggle with, but will he do it or will he do it for me? So he had to have faith that God or, or trust that God could do it and faith that he would do it. And the third thing was obedience. I mean, let's face it. It's one thing to say, yes, I trust God. Yes, I have faith in him. Something else altogether to put your money where your mouth is by acting on it. I mean, put yourself in, in Elijah's spot. God told him to go to an impoverished widow and, And expect her to be able to feed him. And why would she even want to do that? I mean, she wasn't even an Israelite. But Elijah obeyed. He went to the woman and asked her for something to eat. And this is how she responded in verse 12. She said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal and then my son and I will die. She was gathering a few sticks to build a fire to cook her last meal and then they would die. And God sent Elijah to her to ask for food. Yes. Because God had a plan that was bigger than her circumstances. And then think of the widow. She has just enough flour and oil to make something for herself and her son, and then that's it. Nothing left, no means of getting any more. No means of getting anything else. No means of support after that. I mean, normally she might be able to go and beg people for something, but with the drought, nobody had any extra. So she knew what it meant. There was no government to take care of her. There was, there was n- n- no, uh, 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 no provision for her. So she and her son were going to die. And then this stranger comes up. She doesn't even know him. He's not even from her country. He comes to her asking her for something to eat. She Explains her situation to him and he tells her this. Don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you said, but make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. Let me ask, if that was you, how would you respond to that? How do we respond when, you know, anytime that God asks us to do something and we think, God, there's just no way. I don't see it. There's no way. It's impossible. But for some reason, the widow trusted that Elijah was telling the truth. She didn't know him, but there was something about him that stirred her spirit inside and caused her to choose to trust him. And she had faith. Faith that what Elijah said was true. That God was able to somehow provide for her when she saw no way. And faith that not only could the God of Israel provide for her, but that he would provide for her, a foreign woman. And for whatever reason, that for whatever reason, this God of Israel cared about her situation and would take care of her. And then she demonstrated her trust and her faith by her obedience. She built a fire. She took the little bit of flour and oil that she had, made some bread, and gave it to Elijah. And then she looked, went back and looked in her flour jar and somehow there was enough flour to make bread for her and her son. She looked at the oil jug, and there was enough oil. It was amazing, and it was a miracle, the way God provided. But the miracle required that she risk trusting what Elijah said. It required that she had faith when she could see no possible way how what little she had could stretch enough to feed the three of them. And then she had to demonstrate that trust and faith by acting on it. She obeyed what Elijah said. See, trust and faith and obedience were all ingredients that enabled the both of them and her son to receive God's Supernatural provision. But here's another thing. Once the widow obeyed, there wasn't suddenly this storehouse of food that showed up. Suddenly she didn't go to her pantry and it was stocked with food. No, this was an everyday thing. She had to trust and she had to step out in faith and obey Every single day. And every day as she went back and looked in that uh, 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 flower jar. And looked in that jug of oil. There was enough for that day. You could say she experienced a divine refill. And this went on for many days until the drought was over. Here's what we need to see in this. Here's what we need to understand. God is our provider. Not our job, not the government, not family or friends. God is. Now, he can use all those things, and that's great. But he's also not limited to those things. Because ultimately, the source of our supply, the source of our provision, the source of everything we need is God. And he is more than able to take care of us in any circumstance. Whether we're talking about a drought like in 1 Kings 17 or the coronavirus pandemic that we're dealing with today. God is still God. He was able to provide back then and he's able to provide now. But it's not a one-time fix-all deal. See, God's not interested in that. He wants a relationship with us. He wants you and me to walk side by side with him. Day by day, day in, day out. In trust, in faith, and in obedience. Just as the widow depended on him every day, he wants us to depend on him. And not just until we're through this pandemic. He wants us to walk with him. And talk with him every day. And the reason is because he loves us. God loves you more than you will ever be able to comprehend. That's why God sent Elijah to that woman. Because he saw her situation. He loved her. Didn't matter that she wasn't from Israel. He loved her. And he cared for her. He saw her suffering. And he sent her help. See, this story isn't just about Elijah. It's about this widow and her son. God sees your situation. And he wants to walk through it with you. But he's not interested in just being a quick fix. God, do this for me. Thank you. See you later. He wants a relationship with you. That starts by you asking him for forgiveness of your sin and telling him that you want to begin living for him. If that's what you want, then I want to ask you, would you please just pray with me now, just right where you are? Just pray with me. In your heart. You can repeat after me if you like. Jesus, I want to know you, not just about you. I want to begin a relationship with you. But my sin stands in the way. Would you forgive me of all my sin? I want to start living for you today. Teach me how. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Reveal yourself to me. Walk with me. And give me the grace I need to walk with you. Day by day. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you just decided... To follow Jesus. Can I ask you to please let us know. You can say something in the comment section. Or go to our website. BloomingtonVineyard.com And click on the contact us link. And let us know. We'd like to celebrate with you. And now I want to give you a benediction. May the Lord bless you. And protect you. May the Lord smile on you. And be gracious to you. May the Lord show you His favor and give you His peace. And now let's close out with one more worship song.